morning, everybody. It's your girl, Super Cindy. Welcome to Community Matters. This morning, I have an organization called Him First Community Development Group, and I have the co-founder of that. And also the Lyric Lane Productions, I have the CEO of Lyric Lane, and it's one person, April <laughs> Jarrett. Good morning, April. Good morning, Cindy. Thank you for having us. No worries. And also in the studio, I have recording artist and actress, Kimberly Milan. Good morning, Kimberly. Good morning. So we have a lot to talk about this morning, so let's get right to it. So first, what exactly is Him First Community Development Group? So Him First Community Development Group is an organization that is just about empowering the community, empowering all of the different areas within Broward County through a variety of different initiatives from sports programs to um, Healing Through the Lenses, which is an organ- event where we took single parents and gave them makeovers and just Aww. you know gave them another look at how things could be in our play that's coming up in December and just all different initiatives that we can do to just enrich and empower the community. How long has Him First um, been around? We started it in 2005. And what was the reason why it was started? Well, the name Him First is actually um, based on the fact of us wanting to put God first in everything that we do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the Bible tells us to take care of our brothers and sisters and, you know, that sort of thing. So that's basically the foundation of the organization. And over the years, it it spanned to more than just... um, a religious organization and became a community development organization and mm-hmm. so we've grown from there. And what's awesome is that because it's for the community and then when you throw a sprinkle of God in there, hello. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Perfect combination. Exactly. I definitely want to break down like the things that him first does. Is it based in Dade or Broward or you're everywhere? It's based in Broward. Okay. But we will, you know, reach out to Dade and Palm Beach when those opportunities, you know, present themselves, but we're ultimately in in Broward the majority of the time. Okay, so what was the lens thing that you said? Like, break that it, that down um, for me a little. Basically, what that was was a, an event that it's called Healing Through the Lenses, mm-hmm. and um, there were a bunch of volunteers, hairstylists, makeup artists, you know, different organizations that, that came together that donated their time yes. and their resources for us to bring a bunch of single moms into. Um, it was at it was done at the Health Professions Division at Nova Southeastern University in mm-hmm. one of their boardrooms, and we came in and we did um we we did their makeup, we did their hair, we did a photo shoot for them. They got to take their pictures with them. Oh, we fed cool. them and just honored them for what they do for their families. You know the the funny thing is that you know the people that you help that day they never even think about oh today I'm going to do a photo shoot. You right. Know what I mean it, today right. I'm going to have lashes on. Like exactly. they don't have time to do all of that. Exactly. They're trying to make sure their kids eat, yeah. the household is in yeah. order or they have a place to stay, they keep a job or try to, you know, they're busy worried about real life things and like the beauty part is not part of their real life. Right. So I think that was a, yeah, yeah, it was an escape. like a queen like a day. Exactly. It was an escape for them, you know, from real life. how awesome is that? Yeah. You guys did it once, you think you're going to like try to do it annually? I believe that is something, I know it's a lot of work. Yeah, I believe (laughs) that's something that will most likely happen annually. Um, There's a tennis tournament also coming up. I Mm -hmm. mentioned we do things with sports. I don't have the exact date off the top mm-hmm. of my head I'd have no to but there is a tennis tournament coming up and that is um, just about teaching youth how to get involved in things that will keep them out of trouble you know mm-hmm. whether it's sports or anything else this particular time is sports so that's coming up and as I mentioned the play is coming up and um, we do a lot of different things giving back for um, the holidays you know Thanksgiving Christmas when we can or join with other organizations who are already doing that yeah. and just provide our resources to them and things of that nature so we kind of get in where we fit in yeah. you know we, we're about 
bringing different resources that already exist together mm-hmm. to bless the people. How did you get involved? Like, are you originally from South Florida? Like, how did your philanthropic uh, <laughs> bug just bite you? <laughs> well, I'm originally from New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in South Florida for maybe about 20 years. Gosh, mm-hmm. that makes me sound so old. <laughs> <laughs> you got here when I you were one. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and um, I, I just, my heart for God turned into a heart for people. Mm. That's the best way I can put it. Mm-hmm. And then a really good friend of mine, Anthony Allen, who is the co-founder mm-hmm. of Him First, we just started talking about what we could do to impact, you know, the environment, to impact not the environment, to impact the community yeah. and the people. And we started it. And little by little, it's grown over the years. And his wife is very active in it, Michelle Allen. She is the one who headed up the um, Heal for Healed Through the Lenses. Mm. So it just has become, it's gone from like a close friend and family organization to now a much broader thing where other people are involved and it just continues to grow it's exciting and we're just now venturing off into really the performing arts portion, which is where my real passion is. Okay. So I'm excited about that. And we're definitely going to dig into that. But I wanted to bring in Kimberly Milan. She's a recording artist and actress. Good morning, Kimberly. Good morning. Hello. So what is your involvement in the Him First Community Development Group or Lyric Lane Productions, I should say, because you're part of the art part of their... Right. Their... Um, so with Lyric Lane Productions, mm-hmm. I actually have known April for nine years mm-hmm. and... Um, with this production, I am the lead role playing Scrooge. It mm-hmm. is an honor to be cast as that role. And um, in this process, we've been rehearsing since August, and it's now like crunch time. We're less than three weeks away, and we're really excited. I've been working and rehearsing really hard with everyone. Um, and I, an actor as well, um, I helped write one of the songs in mm. in this production. Okay. It is like a, a musical type of it feel because we have movement, we have music and songs and acting, and that is my forte. I love it. Um, and and yeah. you got me when you said you're playing Scrooge, a black female Scrooge. Hello. <laughs> yes, that's why I think hey. not so classic. Christmas. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I can't wait till we break this down. Yeah. How long have like you been singing or been into the arts? Like, how did you get? How did you know? Like, you know what? This is what I want to do. Oh man. I I love singing. I've been singing since I was four years old, mm-hmm. and um, I'm from Boston, Massachusetts okay. originally. And um, I would go to auditions and sing. My father is also um, an international singer and owner of a band called Volo Volo de Boston, and okay. that's based in Boston, Massachusetts. And mm-hmm. from watching him from a young age, I've been. Um, I've just been immersed. My whole life has been music and the the art side. I'm um, not art, but I meant to say acting side of it. Mm-hmm. I really tapped into when I moved here when I was 15 years old and I'm um, doing productions with uh, my church that I attended at that time. Mm-hmm. And the love for acting just blossomed. I went to New World School of the Arts in Miami for two oh. years for the college um, side of that. I just realized how much I love acting as well as as much as I love of singing so um got trained singing dancing and acting and now i'm just going full force with with my career and um How awesome yeah so let's talk a little bit about the a not so classic christmas carol now that is a going to be a christmas musical correct correct and it's all going down at the african-american research library yeah and it's happening on friday december 21st so talk, let's talk about why is it called a not-so-classic Christmas 
um, Kara, I think we just answered it with the black female <laughs> Scrooge. That's one part of it, But yes. what else? Yeah, tell <laughs> well, us how this came about and how it's going. This is a Scrooge story like you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. You know, the original classic Christmas Carol is, you know, a blast from the past. It's in kind of an in, back in the old days. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a present day story about our current issues, about the things people face today. And as you know, Scrooge is a woman, and she basically is, as most people are today, especially during the holiday season, she's hiding behind her hustle, Mm -hmm. so she doesn't have to deal with the brokenness and disappointment Mm -hmm. that has happened to her throughout her life. And she fails to see how her own hustle and hiding from the brokenness is hurting and breaking all the people around her. And so we're touching on some really significant issues that, you know, during the holidays, people tend to get more depressed, you know, get more stressed out. Suicide rates are higher. Depression is more prevalent. And these are a lot of the things you'll see throughout the play. Mm. Um, But then it'll take you through how people can overcome that. You know, there's the positive rate part at the end that, you know, doesn't leave you in those places, but it brings you through, you know, the different challenges that we have and how to take a step back and accept the opportunity for a second chance. You know, that it's never too late to do things differently, that it's never too late to just own your hurt or your brokenness or your disappointment and become the person you know you were really meant to be. So it's that kind I, of story. I love that explanation because it's definitely an issue, like real life issue right. um, during the holidays. Like people get depressed because they see all these commercials and advertisements yeah. that you have to buy diamonds and you have to buy toys right. and you have to buy. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have the funds to do that or the means. Exactly. So they feel less of a person because because they can't, you know, have the smiling kid in the commercial with a doll or mm-hmm. an electronic toy that costs four hundred dollars. Yeah, right. You know, so I think the fact that the play is definitely touching on things like that and the stresses that happen during the holidays. Because I know everyone always says Jesus is the reason for the season, but I think in this day and time, people totally forget that. Yeah, right. It's just right. about g- gifts, getting, and, yeah, right. And the evil it's part true. of all of it. Yeah. You know, what I mean? you know, one of our taglines is you know, discover the true meaning of Christmas. You know. Mm-hmm. And and that's what this is about. And you mentioned a really important point, which is that people are thinking that having the finances to get everything that your kids want or get everything you need is a key to happiness. But in this play, we'll see that this woman who is successful, who has money and, you know, corporate takeovers and all this stuff, she's not happy because Mm. that's not the answer. And she finally discovers the answer through her journey in this play. So that's what it's about. Wow. So who are some of the other people that, you know, let's show them love that are involved in the acting part of the play? Well, we have a, a large cast. We have about 16 cast members. Wow. Yep. So it's a very dynamic cast. Um, it's really awesome. Um, Regina Hodges, she's mm-hmm. a cast member who, um, she her, she plays Carol. She is the one person who does not give up on Scrooge. She's oh, that yeah. kind of old school, faith-filled mom type. Yeah. And she, no matter how mean Scrooge is to her and everybody else, she always has faith in her. So much mm-hmm. so to the point where her family members who are played by Rose Cadu and um, Gabrielle Eloy, her daughter and her granddaughter, they are um, just kind of upset with her, especially her daughter. Like, how stay working for this woman when she mm-hmm. treats you so badly? But Carol is that person who says, no, 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 I'm going to be the example for her. I'm not going to bail out on her while everybody else does. And then you have her other employees, such as Tom, who is played by Harold Keith, um, who works for Tracy Lynn. Mm. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Tracy Lynn. Yeah, I've interviewed her before. Yeah, so Harold is um, kind of her right-hand man, and he's playing, he's an assistant director Mm -hmm. in the production, and he's playing Tom, and um, so she's, it's another one who she abuses in the play. (laughs) So 
many people. Yeah, and how it impacts his family and his wife and his children. And um, then I, I have to give a shout out to my other assistant director. Her mm-hmm. name is Melody Ducky, and mm-hmm. the two of them helped me a great deal just with making sure the play goes well. She's all behind the scenes. But there's so many people. I wish I could mention everybody. Yeah, but, right. I mean, they all have such a dynamic part in this, and we've just come together. And everybody, the chemistry, this cast's chemistry is amazing. Wouldn't you fun. agree with that? Yeah, we have yeah. a lot of fun. And and you said that you wrote, you're the screenplay, right? So you, like, how much of a, a Christmas Carol script did you keep? And then, like, where did you decide, you know what, I'm going to twist it here, but I'm going to leave that alone? Like, so how did you make that decision? I didn't, I don't, I didn't use the, the, the script at all. Oh, okay. The concept so, okay, of I got you. past, Scrooge present, and, future, that's yes. the only part of A Christmas Carol. Everything else is 100% original. Oh, yeah. I can't, that's awesome. It sounds really good. So, so, Kimberly, I want you to right now, I'm putting you on the spot. Um, be it's like say one of your lines that Scrooge is being really mean and nasty because I want to see your face being mean because you're so like <laughs> cute and nice. I can't even imagine you being mean. It was so hard for me to tap into that um, at first, but she saw it and I was like, oh, I guess I can do it. Mm-hmm. And so it's totally not like me, but yes, I do, I got do, you. Do something. Um, <laughs> what is going on in here? I pay you people to work, not to fool around. The reason why I have you coming in on Christmas is to get work done. Does anyone know how to get work done around here? You pick up the telephone, you call someone. You pick up the stapler, you staple something. And you pick them up and you file them. You do something. No, you didn't, Scrooge. <laughs> you made your employees come in on Christmas yeah, Day. Yeah, evil. Yeah. <laughs> so evil. Wow. That, oh, man. That's awesome. Yeah. And who plays um, St. Nick? Or is there a St. Nick in this play? I, I might, might be confusing stories, but all the Christmas So I'm so unfamiliar with the original script. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not sure be who St. Nick is. Are you thinking of like something? Tiny Tim? Maybe yeah. you're thinking of like Tiny Tim. We don't have a Tiny Tim. Okay. <laughs> we have, like I said, it's very not so classic. Yeah, it's 2018. Like, our mm-hmm. past is a trip to the 70s. Oh, that's okay. our Christmas past. Young Scrooge okay. in her 70s, you know. Does it show like why... Scrooge became Scrooge. Yes. Yeah. That's our trip yeah. to the past. We oh. see her afro parents with, Hello. you know, that's jive you talking, you know, and all that fun that stuff. So it's a fun, and Christmas past is a 70s character. How did you, who, who's handling the wardrobe of this play? Like, how does Scrooge dress now? And I would love to see the Scrooge in the 70s, but you weren't Scrooge yet. But. <laughs> no. Right. Oh. No, it's a young, um, Madison Burroughs is playing mm-hmm. the young Scrooge, and she's got her little 70s child get up on her afro. And, <laughs> so cute. So wardrobe is a collective effort. You know, mm-hmm. we're we're a small production company right yeah, now, so, so it's kind of all hands on deck. Yes, what you have in your own closet, takes, right? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I hear For that. Sure. Yeah. The startup. So how, like, what is the music component of this? Is there like who's playing? Is there a live band? There like, will be a live you... keyboardist. Okay. Yes, Lawford Campbell, a good friend of mine who plays keyboard. He's played keyboard in Japan and in Asia and different places, and he's flying in from California. Okay. To be our keyboard player, so we're super excited about that. Um, it's all original music mm. because we're recording um, and we don't want that. We ha- wanted everything to be royalty free. Okay. So everything is original. So um, we, I, I got some original tracks that are royalty free. And then from there's about five songs. Um, I, I created the melodies and wrote the lyrics except for one song that Kim is singing where I just wrote the hook and she wrote yeah. the whole yes. the rest of the song, which is, I love it. It's awesome. So it's, there's a lot of different genres too. There's gospel, there's um, 
kind of a R&B. feel of like R and B. There's um, hip hop, mm-hmm. and then there is something that feels kind of like No Bad News from the Wiz. Okay, <laughs> that was my inspiration. I'm like, oh, I need okay. at least one song like that. <laughs> okay, you know, so it's a nice collection of yeah. different sounds. Yeah. When did you discover that you had a like? The gift of writing music, because you said I play, I got the melody, I played the. Oh, there's a yeah. story, and you gift is the right word because that's <laughs> God gave me all of that. You know, okay, I have yes, to, he, has, he dropped it all in. I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've loved it since I was a kid. Like you know, in school I did like plays and musicals and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. then you know, as I got older, I was like, I just I had a bucket list of things I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I don't. Um, in my bio, I mentioned I. Um, I dropped a Christian hip-hop album in 2013 Mm -hmm. called Jesus Swag. And it was just like, you know what, I want to do this, so I'm going to do it. So I wrote all the songs, and, you know, that happened. And it came out. We we love it, you know. Mm -hmm. We've gotten good feedback. So um, just over the years, it's something I've loved, and I just said, you know, I love it, so I'm going to do it. And it just has kind of grown. Kim mentioned that, you know— the church she used to go to, she used to do a lot of stuff there. That's where we met. Mm-hmm. Hope, uh, a place. It was a place called Hope, and At now it's time. Hope United. Yeah, oh, and okay. um, there, that's really where my gift started to get pulled out. They pulled my gift out of me. I used to like to act, mm-hmm. but then I got involved, and then they were like, "Well, do you want to write a scene?" You know. And then before mm-hmm. I knew it, I was writing whole plays. Hello, you know. <laughs> so they really pulled the gift out of me, and so that's when I really realized that you know I could write to that level. You know, so I guess that was probably, like you said, about nine, eight years ago. Yeah. So the songs that you guys are doing, you said royalty free, but there's also songs that are originally yours. After the play, if someone is, is it, will it be available for people to purchase or to like, how is that working? We recorded um, Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago and it's being mixed and mastered right now. So the plan is to have those available at the production. So if people like what they hear, Mm -hmm. they can purchase the songs and keep it alive. Yes. That's cool. And do the, do the funds that you get from like, where are the funds of the play and the music going to like a a proceeds yeah a portion of the proceeds go Mm -hmm. to the friends of the african-american research library because that's where the play will be exactly and then a portion of the proceeds will go to him first community development group Mm -hmm. and then the remainder of the proceeds will go to repaying the costs of the the production and hopefully some left over to pay for the next production so that we can move forward and you know continue blessing the community with this what i call wholesome entertainment what is the entire process like of putting together like you know what I want to do a not so classic Christmas carol play like what is the process of the thought putting it together like ha- how long have you been working on this it has to be over a year or more yeah um, or about so, the- <laughs> like, what? so I've done it I've done it for local churches but mm-hmm. I had never done it beyond that so I just launched Lyric Lane Productions at the beginning of this year because I really felt like God put it in my heart to mm-hmm. take it bigger right yeah. to bless the community so from the beginning of this year from January, I would say, of 2018 is mm-hmm. when I started, which was finding a venue, finding an affordable venue. Yes. Because when you're starting out, you're on a budget. Hello. <laughs> so finding an affordable venue that's available on a day that makes sense and then having... So now I've found a venue and now I need to determine who my cast is going to be. So going out with auditions through like Backstage.com and the different industry. The interesting part is, you know, when I went out for in, for auditions, I didn't... I didn't advertise it as a Christian play. You know, it's a mm. faith-based play. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a it's play for everybody, but there is an element of faith in it, you mm-hmm. know. And I didn't advertise it as a faith-based play, but funny enough, 95% of the actors and actresses in the play 
are Christians. Hello. And that's God's, God's word. Like, God's right. right. He's like, okay. I'm casting <laughs> this. <right? laughs> yeah. So it's the audition process and then getting everybody, you know, selected through that audition process and then bringing them in for the character meet and greet and then rehearsals. So we started rehearsing, as she said, in August, mm-hmm. you know, and then wow. we've been rehearsing ever since then. And there's so many moving parts. And generally you have a team of like 30 people. Yeah. We don't quite have that yet. You know? <laughs> yeah, you guys yeah. work so like a team we of are, Yes, we are. A team all of four. Banding together and making it happen. Yeah. You know, Kim, I wanted to ask you because you said like you, you were part of what is the proper term? A worship team at a church? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yes. I've always, because I'm part of a church, and when I tell you if I wake up late and I know I'm running late and I miss the beginning worship, I'm like in the car like, why, man? Because that just starts the whole motion of my week. Like, Mm -hmm. it really affects me and carries me through the week. What does it mean to be part of a worship team? I know each church kind of does it different. Yeah. But when you're a part, like how much practice goes into it? Like, what is the process of being in there? And that, this is my own personal question. Sure. <laughs> I want to know how much work goes into yeah, this that inspires um, me so much. Different churches do it different ways. Yeah, I've been able to have the opportunity and work with different churches and, and their worship teams. Mm-hmm. There is a platform that they use to send emails to songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, send emails to the praise team members mm-hmm. uh, with the songs to rehearse on their own time. Okay. Then they go to the rehearsals and and then they do um, the rehearsal with the band and maybe two or three rehearsals, depending mm-hmm. on how large the, the group is, yeah. and then do it on Sunday like that. And um, it's really cool. It's a cool process that um, and this thing called Planning Center Online. Mm-hmm. So, so organized, so convenient for people to be able to change the keys and how they want it. And um, I had the opportunity of working as the music um assistant music director um, Mm. for five years and that was wonderful and then I went on on my own so now I'm a record a solo recording artist Mm -hmm. in different genres and Mm. I write my own songs and things like that so just continuing to to grow in in the things that um, I'm passionate about yeah, your heart yeah, is. yeah and you know what I think is so awesome that I've seen like on those shows like The Voice and those other type yeah. of competitions a lot of those people come from church families yeah. and That's worship true. teams because in my church there was like two girls already on different shows wow. and I'm like yeah. go yeah. ahead you know what yeah, I mean awesome. so I, I think worship teams are, I, like it makes me really wish I could carry a note <laughs> like please I just be in the background I know. You got and just it. have my mic off and just act like I'm singing like like, hey. Yeah, right. <laughs> if I try to do the worship team, they might lay hands on me. <laughs> Get off! You're okay. making a sound <laughs> The cool thing is, mm-hmm. you know, Whitney Houston, Elvis, they started singing in church. Even Katy Perry. Um, yeah. No matter what genre they um, off went too. off to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, they all started those three. Um, like in yeah. my research, in my history mm-hmm. for um, musicians that I look up to, they, they started at church and um, it just... It took off in in its own way. So many superstars that you see their videos on their social media, there's like videos of them six years old, five years old, yeah. singing in the church. In church. Yeah, You know exactly. what I mean? And their voices were strong when they were kids. And they, yeah. I think like the church is like the most amazing place to launch your voice mm-hmm. and your vocals and to practice and hit notes that you never yeah. thought you could hit because your motivation of trying to hit that note, whether you think you can or can't, is God. Right. So like, God exactly. wants me to hit that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was fortunate enough to not, um, like I know I didn't have a seasoned voice my whole 
whole life. Yeah. So I had people that helped me grow mm-hmm. and didn't judge me. And they tell, yeah. told me that I could keep going and and i did so i love it and now you're scrooge girl yes Yes. (laughs) Yes. so let's talk again give everyone out the information about the play where can someone if they're interested in volunteering for him first or becoming a part of the lyric lane i know you have auditions but what about the behind the scenes people grip holding a mic or taping the floor down or something yes where can they reach you we can be reached for people who are interested in volunteering um they can give us a call at lyric lane Productions at 954-944-3159 or they can shoot us an email at casting at lyriclaneproductions.org as far as did you ask about ticket sales or am I yeah, jumping that, no, okay. that, I need all that information <laughs> yeah, so, how do they get tickets right to get tickets um, it's a long it's the name of the play basically um, a not so classic Christmas Carol.com. Okay. That's, that's the easy website. Enough. Yep. A not so classic Christmas Carol.com. And tickets are $20. $20 for general seating, $30 for VIP, but the okay. VIP are almost sold out. Thank Jesus. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so $30 for VIP. They're almost sold out. And again, go to a not so Christmas Carol.com oh. for your tickets. A not so classic. Oh, gosh. That's okay. Everybody does up. that. Uh, a not so classic. classic. Christmas Carol. Do you guys have social media in case they want to go to social media and get the link there and connect yes. to it? Um, Facebook. Um, we're at facebook.com forward slash Lyric Lane Productions. And okay. we have the information out there. You'll see the flyer. You'll see the event set up with the link to the actual website where you can purchase the tickets. Again, so the play, A Not-So-Classic Christmas Carol, it's going to be on Friday, December 21st at the African American Research Library. And thanks to everybody at the African American research library they do so yes, much for the community yes, yes and that is a team over there in Absolutely. itself and i love them so shouts to them so i want to thank again kimberly milan who we'll see as scrooge Woo-hoo. on friday december 21st keep killing it girl thank and you and the co-founder of him first and the ceo of lyric lane april jarrett thank you i want to thank you guys and keep being inspired and keep putting god first and it was a pleasure meeting you guys pleasure thank meeting you. you cindy thank, thank you. you so much no worries